Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Transform Sales Podcast. Today, I am so delighted to have Alec Wands with me. How are you, Alec? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me, Wesley. I am so excited to chat with you today. Let me tell the audience a little bit about you. Alec is an author, a coach, an entrepreneur, and a salesman. He firmly believes that everyone, no matter how old or young, should fail as much and as often as possible. These are not failures, they're learning opportunities. He enjoys being physically active, reading, cooking, and spending time with friends and family. He graduated from Marquette University where he played D1 college soccer and got his degree in exercise physiology. So tell us, Alec, how did you kick off your career? How did you start out in this world and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, thank you very much for the introduction. I know there's kind of a lot there to unpack. But I guess we'll just kind of start with the last kind of year of my life after graduating school, I feel like is a good place to start. Um, yeah, I graduated literally a year ago around this time. And since then, I've had three different jobs. So it's been a crazy year, um, but <laughs> learned so much. So originally at college, I majored in exercise physiology and then became a strength and conditioning coach. So I was actually living in Phoenix, Arizona for the second half of my senior year where I was training NFL athletes, NFL combine guys. So it was an amazing experience. And then I ended up coming up in Milwaukee, Louisville's open to satellite facility and worked as a strength coach here for about five or six months before unfortunately that gym started to not do as well. And kind of realized that I wanted to learn a little more about business entrepreneurship. So I jumped into the software sales world where I was at a company called Circa for about six months, met so many great people, advanced my skills in selling and entrepreneurship and just a lot of growth as an individual. And a mentor that I'd had, um, oh, I was working at a startup about a year ago to promote mental health in college students. And long story short, I had talked with him for the past year and he became CEO of a healthcare navigation company for first responders. So he actually offered me a job to be able to come on here as a startup. So just right there, the power of networking, just talk to as many people as you can because you have no idea the opportunity is going to come later on down the line. That is amazing to say that you've accomplished so much in just a year out of college. I want to roll back a little bit because while you were in college, it wasn't this nice ivory brick road and everything was given to you easily. Tell us a little bit about how your your time in college really helped impact the way that you show up today. Yeah, so I didn't think it started before that. I mean, like middle school, probably. Like I played soccer my whole life and it was a love of mine. It was an obsession of mine. I am about 5'10 with shoes on. I was a goalkeeper. So that is already like not the tallest. A lot of people want people who are like six foot when you're playing soccer. So it was already a bit of a struggle to get into the college kind of realm and get into college athletics. So I probably sent over a thousand emails. If you were a division one school, I emailed you, I hit you up. And um, that really kind of just taught me the power of persistence right there. If you truly want something, you have to go after it. And that's what I did. And I ended up getting an offer from Marquette University my senior year of high school. And at that point, I was still like, ah, I don't know, because I was training with um, one of the best academy teams in the country and with a um, professional team as well. So I was trying to get a professional contract. So I was like, no, I passed. And then a year later, I took a gap year, actually. So not the traditional path after high school. Professional contract didn't work out. Marquette still wanted me to come. So I ended up being a walk-on at Marquette University. And I never played a single minute during my college career. And about halfway through my sophomore season, I developed arthritis in my right foot. 
And that's kind of unheard of at the age of like 21. It's uh, normally you're like, man, my grandparents get arthritis. Like, what is this? <laughs> um, and I'd had stress fractures from overtraining before a ton. So I just thought like going to get an MRI here, this was routine for me. Like, give me a boot, give me the crutches. Like I've been through this drill before. But this time was a little different as when I sat down with the doctor, he was like, yeah, this is, um, this is kind of like a career defining moment. Like you can try and continue to play through the pain. Uh, but at that point, I couldn't even really walk from class to class, so that really wasn't an option. Um, so it was kind of to, to hang up the boots and be able to kick the ball with your kids one day, maybe. So that was a pretty rough decision that I view as, like, I thought that my life was over. Before that, the first 15 years of my life had been soccer, uh, and I felt like I was just completely stripped of who I was. That was a failure. And now that I look back on that moment, I think it was honestly the biggest blessing in disguise that I could have ever had. It allowed me to jumpstart my career, start businesses, meet amazing people. So yeah, what I thought was my greatest failure actually turned out to be one of the best things that happened to me in my life. Now that is a whole word for someone struggling with something difficult because we so often are very focused on what we want and the doors we want to be opened. And when we take a step back, and we're like, but this is what I wanted to happen. And why did this door close? And I'm just gonna have my own self-pity party. But what happens is we stay in that place of the thing that we wanted and we don't look for the blessing on the other side like you did, right? So the fact that you had literally spent your entire life focused on this one goal and in a moment in a doctor's office, it was over, right? It was like, no, unfortunately, you cannot do this thing that you love so much. And you took that and instead of, again, staying in that place, you said, okay, this door has closed. Now, what's the next thing that I'm going to do? So how did you, at that young age, because when I was like 19 and 20, I, I don't know if I could have taken such a huge disappointment and been like, okay, so now let me move to that next place. How did you get through those moments of despair and depression and sadness and move on to the other side of it. Yeah, I've had a couple of bouts of those kind of as my young adult years and I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it. Like it did really stink for a while. Like I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life. I felt like it was over. I felt like I was a failure. So I don't definitely want to skim past that that like I'm not like inhuman. Like I definitely felt all these things. But after a while it just started to really stink feeling so down. It wasn't my personality. It wasn't me you kind of just have to realize, you know what, like this happened for a reason. Yeah. I seem to be able to pivot and I can still, there's a lot more out there. And before that, like literally training, traveling, it was my whole life. And when I kind of realized like, wow, I can develop different personal relationships with people. I can attend family birthday parties. I can mm. go for a walk on a Sunday afternoon and not have to be like stressed about the next train the next day. So it's just made me realize that there's a lot more to life. And I think this is crucial for anybody, whether you're just leaving athletics, a job, or your family relationships, that, yeah, life is probably about 10% of what you can personally control in yourself and about 90% of what you just react to in the outside world. Mm. And that's just a really big mindset thing right there is you just have to realize, I mean, no one ever wants bad things to happen in their life. No one ever wishes for them, but yeah. that's often when you find that people make the biggest shift in their life when these moments happen. And mm. I almost like to use the reference of this, like the stock market, for example, when it starts plummeting, everybody starts selling and it's like, oh my goodness, the world's ending when it actually is decreasing. This is almost the time to buy in. This is the time to be able to 
experience that growth because there's a problem, you're getting stuff on sale. It's kind of the same in your life. Yes, it does stink the way you're feeling, whether it's hard or like hardships, setbacks, feeling depressed. This is also the time for your biggest opportunity for growth. Absolutely. It's what you do at those times of despair and desperation that really help you think about what that next chapter is going to be, right? Because when we are in that moment of hard, we can't really see our way out of it. When you're down at your lowest depths, but allowing yourself to feel, allowing yourself to be, allowing yourself to not push through, but to process these emotions and the things that are happening to you. And I like to reframe that they're not happening to you, they're happening for you, right? They're happening for you because you need to learn a lesson in this. And for you, if that, if your career would not have come to a halt, look at all of the things that you've accomplished now that you probably would have never encountered. Yeah. It's really funny you mentioned that because it's like the power of perspective, as I like to call it, is literally like, yes, things don't happen to you. They happen for you. Yeah. Like the world is literally like how you view it through your own two eyes. If you're looking for, I don't know, the negatives in every situation or being more pessimistic, that's what your life is going to be. When you, when you have a little more optimism in there, you like to try and see the good in people, the upside to life. Like it just becomes so much more exciting and just worthwhile. I mean, it's, I always like to say that your mind is like your body. Like if you feed your body like fast food or junk food all the time, it's not going to look the way you want. Same thing goes with your mind. Whatever you feed it is what it's going to become. So feed it positive, healthy thoughts, surround yourself with positive people and just develop insanely good habits. Because that's one thing that from the people I've talked to throughout this whole journey, and you see some of the most successful people, whether it's Steve Jobs, James Dyson, some amazing founders is they just develop these habits that are just like, nope, no matter what happens today, I'm going to do this. And it's a little hard at first, but once you kind of get it down and get it packed, it's like, wow, this just becomes autopilot. And I'm a huge believer in habits and goal setting. Absolutely. I actually, yesterday, um, you probably can't tell, but I woke up and I was not feeling well. I had a little cough. My energy was really low. And so I have learned to listen to my body. I don't push through. And so I literally, I took two naps yesterday. It was a work day, but I took two naps because I was tired and my body said rest. And I also went to bed at eight o'clock because I was tired and I knew I needed to refuel and recharge. And this morning I woke up and I was a little bit achy, but I did what I always do. I prayed, I journaled, I read my Bible and those are the things that fill me, right? And those are the things that I anchor my day with no matter what's swirling around me. No matter what the rest of that day looks like, no matter how I feel, because if you just do things according to your feelings, nothing ever gets done because you don't always feel like working out. You don't always feel like being healthy. You don't always feel like doing things, but you do it anyways. And the other thing that you said is surrounding yourself with positive people. Every single day, if you have negativity coming in and spewing your brain and filling your mind and filling your aura and your spirit, that's what you're going to start to think. And you're going to start acting like those people that you're like, oh my gosh, they drain me. They just drain me, right? And you took that to a whole nother level. You developed a relationship with someone as a mentor who was like, okay, now I want you to come work for me. So how did the power of networking, how did the power of surrounding yourself with positive people really set you up for success in where you are now? Yeah, that's a great question. And I really believe that you're like the culmination of the five most people that you spend the most time with. 
Yeah. And like, for example, if you're like your friends, a bunch of video gamers, it's probably like what you're going to end up doing more of your time. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's probably not the best friend group to surround yourself with all the time. I'm not saying get rid of your old friends. I'm just saying be able to branch out there because the largest amount of growth comes outside of your comfort zone. So I just really started to just talk with people because when you really think about it, the worst thing that someone can say to you is no or just not respond. Yeah. I mean, in the world of sales, it just becomes common like each day. And it's, it's just like, okay, cool. Like move on to the next one. But you really find out that almost nine out of 10 people are willing to help you provide your information, guide you in the right direction, just because they had a mentor maybe in their previous life or early on in their life who was able to guide them and like to return the favor. And I think there's a song too. It's called, I think it's by Luke Bryant. And like one of the lines in it is just like, I believe most people are good. And mm. I truly believe that as well. So you just kind of, just kind of, what's the way I want to say it is put out the energy in the universe that you want to receive back. Honestly, like I just believe in the golden rule and karma there. And that's where a lot of my success and amazing connections have come from. I mean, through networking, I met you. So like, like if I would have networked, I wouldn't even be sitting here with you right now. Absolutely. And like you said, it's the worst thing you can say is no. The worst thing you can hear, sorry, is no. And I mean, I believe this so firmly and fully. My nine-year-old, he asked for anything. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, no, your teacher's not going to go for that. He's like, I can still ask though, right? And so it's like, how do you really not just <laughs> hold on to it, but emanate it into the world? You have to be a person that you are, right? You never hold back. And the people that you surround yourself with, you should be able to show up as your full authentic self in all times. You shouldn't have to carve a piece of yourself out or quiet a piece of yourself to conform to the people around you. And if you're having to do that, you're not surrounding yourself with the right people for you in that season. Now in another season, they may be the right people, but in that season, if you are having to conform too much, you can't speak up, you can't ask questions, those are not the right people that you have surrounding yourself. Yeah, do you know what the really funny thing is, is like, I think in like high school and even like, just like, I think it's like a kid thing, high school, young adult thing in college. And humans are just biologically wired this way to want to conform to groups to be able to fit in well when you actually just embrace yourself your desires your passions and just act like yourself and the person you want to be you're going to become the beacon to attract other people into your life who are supposed to be there rather than try to conform to all these other groups that maybe you're like oh this part's not really me so that's the biggest thing is just embrace your weirdness everyone's weird in their own way and it's beautiful and when you can bring your full self to work to be around your friends, to be around strangers, that's just when you're gonna be happiest. I, I just fully just breathe, like just believe like to embrace yourself. I mean, it makes life a lot more fun. And um, just, I know it might seem a little weird at first, but like just embrace who you are. Embrace your whole self. I tell people like this person that you hear on this podcast, this is who I am with my clients, my employees, my best friends, my children, my mother. Like I am always the same person. And I literally say, if you put my employees in a room with my best friend of 25 years, they will have stories and be like, oh yeah, that's Wesley. She's always been that way. She's always this person because I have always embraced being all of me. And I know that for me, being a woman in sales, being a woman of color in sales and coming up through the ranks and being one of the very few corporate sales trainer that is a woman of color, a lot of times people are looking at me like, mm, you 
can't teach me anything, but I bring my whole self and I show them that, hey, yes, I can. I've been where you've been. And just because we may not have a common experience or we may not look the same, that doesn't mean that you can't learn from me. Yeah, I love that. And there's just one thing for me that it still really kind of pains me on the inside to think that people just think that someone looks different or acts different, that they're not qualified, don't have experience, they're not worthy. It just doesn't register in my brain to even think that way. So I think a lot of people in general too just have these subconscious thoughts, like implicit biases, that you really need to look at yourself in the mirror and think, why do you think the way that you do? Why do you talk the way that you do? Why do you act the way that you do? Because what you say does, like what you say and what you do does affect others. So you really need to kind of make sure you know kind of what's going on in your head and how it's coming out in the world because um, you're either going to make some friends doing that way or you're going to really make some people angry. And I'm more of an amicable person, so I choose a friendly route. And looking yourself in the mirror, like that is one thing I would recommend to people is don't be afraid to like look at yourself and be like, okay, like, you know what, this did happen. I did do this. Maybe I did say this, but like you kind of have to just be able to learn from yourself in that way and be able to kind of move forward because if you're always stuck or not looking to put in the time and work to be able to personally develop, you're kind of going to stay where you are. And most people I think listen to this podcast always aspire to be something a little bit more. So it does require some self-reflection work. 1% better each and every day. And if you have that growth mindset, you have to be introspective and say, okay, if I'm getting a lot of negativity, am I putting that out into the world? Is that what I am giving? And is so that why I'm receiving, right? Like you have to be your own biggest critic, but you also have to be your own biggest advocate. So realize when you're doing things that aren't serving you or the others around you well, but also celebrate when you do good stuff, right? Don't just always be down in the gutter. Celebrate the positives. So one thing that I really admire about you is how young you are and how tenacious you are. Because again, I know when I was your age, I don't think that I was as readily able or even knew had to have the tools to network the way that you do. And so we met through a mutual connection and you got your current job through networking. So give us the actual tips the actual strategy that you use when you are reaching out to people who are outside of your bubble. Yeah, so it's kind of funny when I like had applied to jobs or when I'm looking to get in somewhere that somewhere's like, oh, there's no way you can get in. Well, if you just put in a general job application or just fill out a form, yeah, you're not gonna really stand out on paper, but if you have a reference of someone who you know who could help get you in the door, that's how all the places I've gotten that have been really big for me is how I've gotten in. And one thing I just really recommend there is to reach out. Don't be afraid to talk to people because it's all about, like you can be the smartest person in the room, but nowadays it's almost more about who you know rather than what you know. It's still important to know a lot, but you have to know how to be able to communicate with people. Just almost like you and I are like right now and just be able to talk without a phone through text. Um, I think a lot of personal connections are kind of being... I don't know, like put to the side or maybe not as developed just due to some of the social media because it's great for connecting, but it also kind of hurts our interpersonal skills a little bit. But looking for common connections, um, just reaching out to people who are doing things that you want to do is really cool. So for example, if you reach out to people in like business or who are maybe higher status than you are, they probably had someone help them get to where they are too. I met with, it's like another podcaster and he used this example of elephants. So like when they travel, one of them will like use the trunk to connect onto the tail of the other one and form like a line. 
And there's always someone who's going to be two steps ahead of you and two steps behind. So make sure that you are like aspiring to look to grow from someone, but they also remember they came from, so they're willing to help you. So just be open, be yourself, reach out there because you never know what can happen. I didn't know that I would be working for CEO who I met with a year ago at a startup. And I didn't know with you right away, like if I would even be able to appear on this podcast, but we had some great conversations and found that it'd be a good fit. And here we are today. I love that. And I love the elephant um, example. I might have to to take that one. Uh, my <laughs> analogy or the way that I say that is I know that someone helped me get to where I am today. So I have a responsibility to reach back and pull somebody else up because you never know that the person that is reaching out to you and asking for help, how you can impact their life. Because the people that have helped me some of them have impacted my life so greatly. One of the people that I literally attribute so much of my success to is one of my very first sales managers and the way that she did things, the empathy that she had, a lot of what I learned from her, I use today when I'm working with organizations. And you can't be scared. I mean, people, and the crazy thing is, what you don't realize is you're like, oh my gosh, I'm bombarding this person. and. They don't have time and blah, 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 blah. The number of requests that I get for somebody who was genuinely interested in having a conversation with me to pick my brain, for me to be their mentor, probably 10% of the, the inquiries I get on LinkedIn. I get so much other trash. And I literally respond to, if you say you want to spend time with me, if you want to pick my brain, here's a link to my calendar. Grab time on there. And you show up and you say, Leslie, I want you to mentor me. I say, okay. No problem. This is what you need to do. And if you want to do this, book another time. And how many people actually book that second meeting? Zero. Because they don't want to do the work. <laughs> so they just want to show up and, and get all the warm fuzzy, but nobody wants to do the work. So it's not just about reaching out mm -hmm. to people and ask to be mentored. Do the work. Do your part. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's kind of whatever I like when I was even doing this in high school, I didn't, it's like a precursor to sales, which I'm in now, but like just emailing, being persistent. The way I always kind of viewed things is it's not being annoying. Like if they're just not responding, it's like, okay, like maybe they're seeing it. Um, they're just not responding. Maybe they just haven't seen it. And the way I view it is like me reaching out, being persistent and consistent with that outreach just shows that I truly care and that their time would be well spent with me is how I view it. Because if someone just messages once, it's kind of like, oh, I, anyone can just send out one message. But the person who sends five or 10 to attract someone who they really want to be able to connect with, that says a lot about their character, that they're consistent, they're persistent. They really want this and they value me and my time. And I would love to spend time with a person like that because I know that we're going to have a great conversation and we're both going to grow from that experience. So even if you're meeting a mentor to learn from them, the mentor is still learning from you. So make sure you're always adding value to whatever conversation you're having, whatever encounter you're in. I love that because that is absolutely true. When you show up and you're like, oh, I wanna be mentored, you never know how you can impact that person's life. A lot of times when people wanna spend time with me and they have these questions, it allows me to look back and it allows me to remember, oh, yep, I remember that time in my life. I remember when this happened to me. I remember when I did that and I remember the misstep that I took. So let me help you so you don't have to go back through that. And just like you know in the world of sales, how many touches does it take to convert? a lead to a prospect, how many touches does it take for you to get a phone call or a meeting with someone? It takes a lot, 12 to 14. So if you're not 
investing in your own development with the same tenacity as you are trying to sell, as you're trying to show up, then you're not going to get a return on your investment. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, sometimes we have like 17 touches we have before we move on to a different prospect. And sometimes it's literally just they see it and ignore it. Sometimes you literally can't get a hold of them until day 17, but just really shows like when you put the work in and then you see the success that comes from that, it feels so great to be like, wow, like I persisted through difficulties, setbacks, hardships. I mean, if everyone got on the first try, like it'd be easy. It wouldn't really mean as much. I know everyone who's accomplished something meaningful in their life, it probably required some blood, sweat, maybe tears, some stronger emotions and feelings. And it's like, wow, like I was able to do this and overcome rather than just receive, I don't know, the gimme or the easy way out. Absolutely. I absolutely 100% agree. One thing that I, not one thing, there are many things that I admire about you, but you have already written a book and you're in your 20s. I will let you share your age if you want to, but you are in your 20s and you are already a published author. Tell us what was the inspiration to even say, I'm going to write a book? Yeah. So I'm 24 years old. And when I graduated from college last year, so I did take a gap year before coming in, I just kind of realized that you're kind of just getting thrown out into the world. There's no like next step. Like you're always going from elementary school to middle school to high school to college. I didn't really feel like the graduate school was for me. So kind of being thrown out into the world there, having the first job not pan out exactly the way you like, having some relationships not be the best terms. It was just kind of a whole lot of change at once. And I originally just started journaling for myself. I mean, if we had to write a paper in college, I was like, oh, goodness, no. Like, don't, I don't want to write. <laughs> so when I started journaling, and at the same time, I was still working on a mental health startup at the time at uh, Marquette University. I was just talking to all these people who were kind of struggling themselves and just realizing that, wow, like a lot of people are in kind of pain or maybe don't have as much self-worth as you might see on the outside. And I felt like I had a lot of stories to share from my soccer career, from failures in business to failures in relationships that a lot of young adults can learn from. So journaling turned into writing. And throughout the process of writing the book, there was a couple of times I'm like, wow, like I'm about ready to be extremely open here. Um, I like to use the term vulnerable, but I think open just sounds a little more positive with it because it's not vulnerable in a bad way, but just being open with experiences and just being like, I'm not writing this for me anymore. Like the reason I need to keep pushing through here is for other young adults who are struggling and even after the book has been published i've gotten calls from grandparents who've read it and they're like wow like i wish i would have known this at a younger age and the target market was for young adults so it's kind of crazy to see the feedback i've gotten from a wide wide spectrum and when i actually decided to do the book launch i was like oh this would be a cool celebration like for finishing a book like this is so cool i got about halfway through planning it and i just felt like awful for some reason hmm. and I was like, this shouldn't be about the book. So I spun it and made a networking event and I had like the CEO of my company speak. I had some other friends who've experienced hardships in life and work and starting their own businesses come speak and just be able to network with the younger generations. And it was an absolute amazing event where people were meeting each other who never had before. Opportunities were opening, business cards were being exchanged, just a whole bunch of positive energy that just stemmed from my just connecting people, just networking. And it's just truly amazing just to be able to kind of just give. Mm -hmm. And one thing I just recommend is don't just give to get, like give because you truly want to give. And it's kind of those situations where you just give out of the goodness of your heart is when you're going to receive energy, finance, whatever it is, tenfold in return. Woo! 
That's good. That is so good. I mean, to know that you started this book and actually the seeds were planted way back when you were in college, right? You just started journaling. You just started writing your thoughts, your feelings, your things down. And the way that you've been able to take this thing that was planted in you, the seed that was planted in you and really allow it to work and to manifest and to move. I just commend you for that. And knowing that you did this, not even thinking about yourself, not even thinking about the benefit that you in particular were gonna get from this book, it's about helping people. And when you show up and you serve, as you said, you get 10X in return and you don't know where that 10X is coming from and you don't know which areas of your life it's gonna come in, so just do it. Do it because you want to help. Don't do it because you're looking for a return. Focus on the input, not the output. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the book is called Conquer Yourself because I just truly believe that your toughest opponent in life is yourself. It's not the person you're playing against in a sport, not the person you're up against in a job interview. It's overcoming the excuses and barriers you have set up yourself that are kind of in the way. And I will like go back for a second here. Like, you know what? Like I am like selfish in some ways. And I think everyone needs to be when it comes to your physical health, your mental health. And even in writing this book, like, Yes, I would like this to blow up so I can get the message out to a lot of other younger adults. Being able to achieve a little bit of a higher following and audience allows me to be able to help young adults in a way that I wish I could have been helped when I was younger and help guide them on a path to future success without having to jump through as many hoops and obstacles. And I just imagine like the stuff I learned now, yes, it's still like a younger age in the 20s, but like what if teens could learn this stuff and already have like a jump on it? So just being able to try to truly give back is something that I'm just passionate about and just giving and just helping others. And it's just, I don't know, it's amazing. Like, I just feel like I get so happy even just talking about it. <laughs> fantastic. That's all I can say. All I can say is just fantastic in the way that you have allowed your experiences, both positive and negative, to show up, to really focus on, okay, I'm going to write this book and now I'm going to have a book launch, but no, I want it to be different. I want to use this passion that I have for networking, this passion that I have for people, and I want to bring everybody in a space where they can be feel heard, they can feel wanted, they can grow. And again, this is just fantastic. So where can we buy this book if we're interested in grabbing a copy? Yeah, so it's on Amazon. It's super easy to be able to search on there. It's also on like my website, which is conqueryourself.co. So not .com, but co. You can also like reach out to me through like email at awons at conqueryourself.co. And I'm really active on LinkedIn as well. I've had, like I talked about before, I've had so many mentors who've helped guide me to where I am today who are still guiding me. And if you're listening to this episode, I'd be more than happy if you'd reach out to me. Any advice I can provide you, I'd love to be of service and just kind of give back because I've been very fortunate myself. That is fantastic. And one additional thing I would add to that, even though Alec is 24 years old, you might be like, oh, he's younger than me. And well, I'm a bit older. Don't let that age be a factor because me in my 30s, I mentor people that are double my age, right? And I am able to impact them and give them things. And just as we mentioned before, you will also be impacting that person. So no matter your age, if you have heard something that Alec has said and you're like, you know what? I want to pick his brain or I want to chat with him. Please, please, please reach out. Yeah. Like you said, age is just a number. That's all it is. Like there's young people who've had some crazy experiences. There's older people who have a lot of wisdom and I'd say at the very least, just listen and talk with other people. 
you don't have to take the advice they give you, but at least listen because it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to either reaffirm your current belief or it's going to make you realize that, okay, like what I'm doing is maybe not the best thing. So just conversing with other people really helps out. And one thing I kind of just like to leave everyone with, since I'm a huge advocate for habits, is just that you're one habit away from achieving whatever you want, honestly, whether it's exercising more at the gym, whether it's starting a business, just trying to develop one new habit can just truly change your life in ways you never thought possible. And that is a fantastic way to wrap this episode because that's what it's all about. It's the one thing that you're gonna do. And how do you create a habit? You do it. You do it consistently. You don't do it because you feel like it. You do it because you have committed to yourself. And so thank you so much, Alec, for spending your time providing your expertise and your talent here with the audience. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on your show too. I've listened to quite a few episodes and just being able to sit where other people have sat and like being able to have some wisdom drops themselves. It's just really cool to be on the same platform, be able to converse with you as well as be able to engage with your audience. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And that has been another episode of the Transform Sales Podcast. As we wrap up this month of May, Mental Health Awareness Month, make sure that you are doing what you need to pour into yourself. You are seeking professional help and you realize that you are important. Until next time.